Welcome to your favorite F word podcast, where we dive deep into conversations around food, fitness, feelings, with the occasional fuck thrown in. We're your hosts, Sarah and Nicola, owners of Paradigm Nutrition and Performance, nutrition coaches, besties, and most importantly, humans. This show is for coaches, self-growth-oriented folks, active humans, or anyone looking to deepen their understanding and relationship with food, movement, and themselves. Thanks for tuning in, and we cannot wait to share this space with you. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Your Favorite F Word. Today, we're going to talk all about energy management and take a peek into the different styles of energy that we're referring to, aka all of the energies that relate to our mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, um, and just way of existing in the world. This podcast will be for anyone and everyone because we all deal with stress. We all deal with being busy um, and having a lot going on in our lives. And today, we just want to talk about different ways to kind of look at our energy flows, the energy we're receiving in versus the energy we are expending out and make sure that we are able to find either a sense of balance or places in our life where we can find ourselves getting more energy in than we are expending out. Yeah. I wish we were in that place right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's a hard thing to come by. I think in this day and age as someone who feels like their like quote unquote energetic bucket is always full. I think a lot of us run on empty buckets a lot of the time um, and feeling like we do have more kind of energetic drains in our lives than we have charges. So this will be an important one for a lot of us, ourselves included. For sure. So today we're going to talk about what is energy management? Why is it important? We're going to kind of dive into how we look at energy management inside of nutrition coaching specifically. Um, And then we're going to go through a really helpful exercise called drains and charges. Um, And then we'll just leave you with some takeaways. Yeah, let's get into it. So when we think about what energy management is, I mean, if we define energy, energy is defined as the capacity to perform work. Okay, so when we talk about energy management today, this is a very different concept from time management, which I think a lot of us are familiar with time management. If you're like me, you have the planners, you have the (laughs) colorful markers, you have the schedules and are generally like pretty good at managing time. Okay. Um, But it's important when we're looking at that to recognize that our time management doesn't mean much if we don't have the energy there to utilize the time as we kind of intend to. So that energy is not just physical. It's not a finite resource like time. Okay. There's a mental side of it, emotional side of it, spiritual side as well. So I would say it is finite then. Right. It is finite. Like it's limited. Yeah. Yes, that's true. But there's different, it's not just like one, not one realm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's dynamic. There's a lot of moving pieces when you look at like your total energy as a human being. Yeah. So what does energy management mean then specifically? Well, I think in our case, what we're referring to is this idea of understanding your own energy ebbs and flows within the greater context of like your lifestyle and the demands that you 
either put on yourself or the demands on you from other people to meet certain expectations and then how you're balancing that so if those are considered like energy out activities where you know you need to either be physically emotionally mentally present or doing that work um, what are you also doing to make sure that you are either maintaining energy in the reserves or doing things that help you actually recharge and develop like a sturdier foundation if we're looking at like the energy bucket how are you putting more energy in right so that process of energy management can be really really helpful in our fitness journey um, it's an important piece that we talk about lots inside of coaching um, but it can branch out to really any aspect of our life, our relationships, our work, our careers, all of that is going to be influenced by the way that we're managing energy. And I think a lot of us can relate to what it feels like to lack physical energy, which is these, this feeling of like tiredness, fatigue. Um, some people will, will get headaches or migraines, just lack of coordination, muscular weakness, etc. But then there's also the side of it. And unfortunately, I think the past year and a half, almost two years now, more of us have become, I mean, more aware of this um, and the ways in which our mental and emotional energy lacks as well, or it, it, as the way it shows up in terms of, what am I trying to say? <laughs> when we don't have enough of it. Yes. <laughs> Words are hard today. Of- I think what Sarah's trying to say is burnout is real. And I think a lot of us are experiencing that right now. Um, So energy management would be another great way to recognize like what constitutes burnout for you, what gets you to the point of burnout, and then starting to grow an awareness and also develop things for yourself to prevent getting into the burnout zone. Um, There's definitely things we can look at if you are experiencing burnout, what to do to kind of help yourself there. But a lot of the conversation we'll have today is about being proactive in preventing burnout altogether. Mm -hmm. And so some of those kind of side effects of that lack of mental and emotional energy, this is where I was going with that. (laughs) Um, and or burnout um, will be things like moodiness, irritability, poor concentration, okay? Um, That often leads to impaired judgment or decision-making and overall lack of motivation and just like feelings of hopelessness, helplessness, um, depression, anxiety, those types of things. Um, So we can really feel that when we are mentally, mentally and emotionally drained versus physically drained the ways in which those manifest can be quite different Mm -hmm. and I think yeah touching on like the depression anxiety side of things I think we definitely want to acknowledge how much our energy in general impacts our mental health and how much our mental health impacts our energy um so today I mean by no means are we specialists um in this area especially in terms of the mental health so this is not at all to try and say that you can just energy management your way through um like any mental health concerns um but noting like what if you are someone struggling with mental health like what do you have in your kind of like toolkit to support you Um, along with, you know, seeing specialists, going to therapy, things like that, um, to help you along that journey as well. For sure. So why is energy management important? I mean, do you want my personal? (laughs) Yes, always personal. (laughs) Well, I mean, I think I can think of I mean, even just in the last few weeks of my own life, what it feels like when I am burnt out or when my energy is 
either not aligned with the things I'm trying to force myself to do or you know on more of a positive side like what it feels like when I am like bubbling over with energy um, not just like personality and like physical energy but what it feels like to wake up and be like excited to do things um, and to know that I have enough solid recharging like stations either in my day or in my week to make sure that I'm like continuing to have that stable energy all week um, and so just recognizing the importance of that in my own personal lifestyle knowing the ups and downs and how they affect me really helped me get grounded in the activities that I know really to be recharging for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, our society, and this is going to show up for different people, depending on your personality and your tendencies and stuff. But in general, our society is obsessed with productivity and being busy. Right. And I think a lot of us can fall into this hamster wheel of just like filling our plate with so many different things and, you know, creating, like having so much output and the, the input side of energy isn't necessarily focused on as much. And sometimes it can even be frowned upon because it shows up as like weak or lazy. Mm -hmm. Or I think something else we've seen is like that energy in activities are called self-care and we slap a bandaid on, you know, greater things by saying like, Oh, well, I'll just take a weekend off um, to go do something. And maybe that something isn't intentional. Maybe it's an escape. Maybe it's something that doesn't actually help us feel recharged the next week. Um, or we're, you know, given those tools, like we'll read a book, we'll meditate, we'll do all these things. And while those might be great for some people, if they're not actually like energetic sources for you as an individual, again, it's a band-aid and it might make you feel good in the moment, but ask yourself, does it actually feel good down the road? And do I have to like buy something or buy into something in order to feel a good way? Um, Cause that's what self-care is kind of morphed into as well as like buy this thing or sign up for this thing and you'll feel a lot better. And like, really? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So energy management gives like a little bit more room for kind of individual exploration and building the, the awareness of how those things impact you as an individual for sure. Um, okay. So why do we want to look at how we look at energy management inside of coaching? Yeah, this is a big piece of our coaching. Even if it's not like made explicit, like we don't have a, our check-ins with a box saying like, discuss your energy management this week, but maybe we should in all honesty. Um, we definitely look at energy in general as part of our shreds or like our biofeedback. Um, but I think most people take this to mean like physical energy. Um, but we definitely like will ask questions about like emotional, mental fatigue, that kind of stuff to gauge where clients are at, or some of those things just come up pretty naturally in their check-ins when they're discussing like the stresses or the highs of the, or their lows of the week. Um, and so we get to learn a little bit as we, each week, as we work with clients about like what really does feel like, um, their energetic drains for that particular client, um, and where in their life do they have those energetic charges that we can kind of amplify or elevate for them. Um, and so based on what's coming up for clients week to week, um, we might suggest doing certain things. We might um, adjust what we're currently focusing on based on like where they are energetically. Um, so we've, we've got a bunch of things we could talk about inside that too. Yeah, we'll just maybe give a few examples. I think a big one is going to be 
considering a lot of our clients track macros, um, I think that probably every client has gotten to a point where they do feel very mentally, energetically drained and tracking their macros might be further draining to them, or they feel like they don't have the capacity mm-hmm. for that. Yeah. Um, I think that's a situation that comes up quite frequently. Um, so in those situations, obviously the first kind of piece to that is making sure we are being aware of our energy management and trying to avoid that from happening in the first place, whether it's related to macros or not, right. We want to try to, as much as possible, avoid our energy from being completely defeated depleted or reaching that stage of burnout. But if we are in that position, that's when we do something like looking at non-negotiables or minimums, like we talked at, talked about in our last podcast episode, right? So maybe we're saying, Hey, let's not track this week, but let's at least make sure we're getting protein at every meal, or maybe we choose to just track our protein, you know, um, taking steps back from something that's going to be a further energy drain for them. Um, what else? Yeah. So, I mean, we've also done an episode on flexible macro tracking and that's where something like that could come in as well, or we might just straight up take a break from tracking. Um, I think it's interesting. I don't know if you've noticed this trend, but it's generally not tracking macros. That is the final straw that like tips the bucket, but it's usually something that's like added on stress. And if we're looking at the total like energy load of someone, and we know that like, work or childcare or things like that are going to be present as drains for a while, then alleviating something else that might require energy, even if it doesn't feel like a direct stress. So like tracking macros for a lot of people isn't the direct stress, Mm -hmm. but if we can change that or make it easier or make it more enjoyable for someone that might make dealing with those other energetic um, drains or necessities like a little more doable or Mm -hmm. potentially enjoyable. Yeah. There's also the other side of that, where sometimes when all of those other things are feeling a little bit less out of our control or a little bit more sporadic, our nutrition can provide like a solid foundation and a Mm -hmm. solid feeling of control, right? So again, that's going to vary from individual to individual and being aware of their overall energy management is going to allow us to kind of figure out the best way to tackle those situations for sure. Mm -hmm. So in cases like that, I mean, still talking about like someone who is super busy, super stressed out, what can we do for them? Yes, looking at non-negotiables or minimums for the week, but what other structures do they have in place that really provide a sense of grounding for them? Um, So I have a few clients right now who doing one like quick meal prep on the weekend is like their main structure and their main saving grace. Um, regardless of what ends up happening throughout the week, they've done that one thing for themselves and that gives them a really good like um, place to fall back on in times of stress because it eliminates decision-making. The meals are already ready for them. It's one less thing for them to think about and less effort throughout the week. Um, so that's an example of like a structure that we might work with a client to put into place so that even if we can't alleviate some of the other stressors or the other drains, we still have something in place to keep them going. Mm -hmm. A couple other areas we might look at this inside of coaching is when we're deciding on pursuing um, specifically a calorie deficit or body composition goals, right? If we are going into a phase of a client's life where they know stress is going to be super high drains are going to be super high. Their amount of time to be implementing charges is not going to be, 
um, as available, that may not be the best time to pursue a calorie deficit, right? So I have a client right now, we literally are already planning her 2022 year together. Mm-hmm. And she's listed out, okay, this is happening in this month. This is happening in this month. We have travel. They have like a bunch of like business stuff going on, right? So that we can really identify ahead of time. Okay, where is energy going to be most supportive for a calorie deficit, right? So that's a really big piece of it as well. Um, and then also looking at training volume and intensity, and understanding that when we are energetically drained or burnt out, we might need to adjust our training volume, our training intensity, our training load, especially if we are used to doing a high intensity modality like CrossFit or like Orange Theory or something like that, where it's very, very high output. As much as that can sometimes be a mental energy input, um, it's a very large physical um, and hormonal energy output. So that's something that we would consider as well. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe not the final, but another thing I can think of here that we do inside coaching is really working on like stress management specifically. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, looking at identifying the areas that are causing the most stress and looking at like, is there a way to minimize, manage, or help you get through a stressful period? And that might be looking at like literally just how we're um, framing stress for ourselves, noticing what stress causes in us, um, but could also be like specific techniques or things that we are adding in either as charges or as tools to get through a stressful period. Because there will be times in life where like stress is inevitable and it's just going to happen. Um, and maybe that also coincides with a time where you don't have a lot of extra time to like do that self-care piece or do those extra like charging activities. And so what can we do for you in those moments or those times to literally just get through it as unscathed as possible without reaching that like total burnout zone. Mm-hmm. Unscathed. That's a good word. <laughs> words over here. Um, okay. So that's just kind of like a peek into how this applies in like our nutrition and fitness journey specifically. Again, it can correlate into like any piece of our life. Um, but we've talked about drains and charges a lot. So why don't we kind of dive into that exercise and what that means specifically? Yeah. So drains and charges is like a great little, what do we call it? A term analogy, analogy, analogy. Um, the originally Sam Miller at Sam Miller science is his Instagram handle, um, came up with, and it's works really well for picturing again, that like energetic bucket and where we're finding our energy is depleted and also recognizing like what creates more energy for us. So he refers to those things that either deplete our energy that stress us out, that require our time, our thought, our physical energy. He calls those our drains. On the flip side, the things that bring us energy, the things that create joy, improve relaxation, promote recovery, all in all just make us happy and healthy and able to continue on, those things are the charges. And so what we've been talking about today are paying attention to the areas in our life that are the drains, the areas in our lives that are the charges, and also recognizing the ebbs and flows in our lifestyle um, and ultimately in the status of our energy to be able to manage our stressors better and optimize our energy in order to improve our quality of life. Mm. So monitoring those drains and charges is a really simple and effective tool ultimately for energy management. 
Yeah. And we're going to give you a little exercise here. Um, recognize that like this exercise is great for like a specific piece in time. Right. But it involves an awareness over multiple, multiple days, multiple weeks, months, et cetera. Um, so this is something that you can kind of revisit, but it's a really, really great place to start to, um, start building that awareness. So if we want to look at our drains and charges, what we can do is we can create a T chart. Okay. With drains on one side, charges on the other, and then in your drain section, you're going to make a list of everything that drains you of your energy, whether it is related to work, whether it's related to people in your life, whether it's related to caring for others. Um, maybe that's a charge for you. Okay. Um, look at all areas of your life, not just your nutrition and fitness and fill out that side of all of the things that drain you. And then on the opposite side of the T chart, we're going to look at what charges us, what truly brings us energy. Okay. And it's important to think about not being influenced by external factors here, because I personally know that there's a lot of things that I feel like should bring me energy that don't, that like what? <laughs> we won't go into that, <laughs> but just like, even like, I don't know, meditation for me, like meditation is something that everyone preaches as like self-care for me. I have not found a way that that like makes sense for me. And it, it's more draining because it stresses me out and the fact that I can't fucking relax. So I would rather just like find something else, you know? Um, so thinking about what actually brings you energy. So think about the experiences that you have or the things you do in a day-to-day -day where you just feel like so, so content or so happy, or maybe it's showing up physically and like, you're literally bouncing around. Like I can think of some times where we've been like super hyper and we're like, just like doing weird things on, on the call with like our faces or our hands or like, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, so keeping in mind that mental, physical, emotional energy, when you are looking at these drains and charges as well. Mm -hmm. Another way I've done it in the past is to kind of like, you still have your T chart. You still have one side where you're brainstorming your drains, one side where you're brainstorming your charges, but I've broken it down into lifestyle, nutrition, and then like sleep training and recovery so that I am really being mindful to cover like the full spectrum of like my day to day. So maybe to give some like specific concrete examples of like what you might see or what you might consider on those lists. Um, if we're looking at drains, so some lifestyle things would be like unmanaged or chronic stress, maybe from a stressful work environment. Um, for me personally, I know if I'm having like limited time outside or outdoors in nature, that's a drain for me. Um, having too full or too busy of a schedule, um, unsupportive relationships, lacking community or feeling isolated or just lacking free time in general might be some drains that I could find on like the lifestyle section. Um, moving to nutrition, some drains might be like an overly um, severe or too long period spent in a calorie deficit. Um, calorie deficit or unintentionally under eating for an athlete could be something would be quite draining. Um, chronic dieting or yo-yo dieting, um, low quality foods, higher intake of processed foods, finding an unbalanced diet um, with like inadequate macronutrients and micronutrients, um, not drinking enough water, things like that could be nutritional drains. Um, anything for you to add in either of those categories? Um, nutritional, maybe 
if I, I definitely notice if I drink too much coffee, that's a drain. Mm, um, alcohol consumption could come, come under that one. Um, generally not being meal prepped is definitely a drain. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of lifestyle, I could think of probably 5 million. Um, I think social media is a big lifestyle one that is a drain for lots of people. Um, And just conversations, certain conversations or um, interacting with certain people Mm -hmm. could fall under that list as well. Definitely. Um, And then if we look at like training, recovery and sleep, drains are for the majority of people that we do see a lot of the time are like poor sleep quality, not enough sleep in general, poor sleep hygiene, inconsistent sleep patterns, shift work or jet lag, overtraining, um, especially when paired with under eating, especially, especially paired with um, high stress or poor sleep, um, not taking enough rest days, training through injury, that mindset of like no days off, that kind of thing would be some serious drains in the training recovery and sleep realm. Yeah. Um, but onto the positive side, there's lots of charges as well. Um, so again, if we go through that list, lifestyle charges might look like really awesome stress management strategies, really supportive relationships, time outdoor to get that vitamin D and fresh air, um, quality time with people you love, extra time for personal development or to literally just chill the fuck out. Um, an enjoyable work or career, a positive family life, things like that. Um, being a part of a really awesome community, whether that's online or in person, those things like that can be very charging and help you either manage the stress you already have or put you into a place where you feel like you have more energy coming in. Um, similarly, if we look at nutrition, things like sometimes a calorie surplus can be really helpful for people or eating and maintenance. Um, to make sure that we're getting adequate nutrients, Um, eating a really balanced diet with adequate macro and micronutrients, high quality foods, minimal processed foods. Um, For some people, it might be something like a reverse diet. Um, What else here? Again, like being on your shit in terms of like Sarah loves to meal prep. So for Sarah and myself, like having some form of meal prep on the go is really charging and helps balance stress. Mm -hmm. Um, tracking macros could be a charge or a drain, depending Mm, on who you are. Mm -hmm. If you're someone who has struggled a lot with diet culture, um, being able to like eat and enjoy foods without feeling guilt or shame or, um, obsessing around like the calories in it, that could be a charge for you. Totally. Um, just including foods you like mm -hmm. and like really getting excited about the food you're eating could be a major charge. Yeah trying out new recipes. Yeah. Having your favorite snacks, pre-workout, big charge. (laughs) Lots of different Uh, ones there. Yeah. And then finally, in that last category, they mentioned sleep training recovery, Um, all the opposites to what I said before. So we've got high sleep quality, great hours of sleep. So we're looking at like eight plus hours in bed each night, Um, some solid like sleep hygiene or bedtime routines feeling like your exercise or your training is really well balanced with the time you're spent recovering. So minimal soreness, things like that. Um, Or getting in things like daily movement for some people, not necessarily a full workout, but just like getting up and walking um, could be a really good charge. Um, Engaging in a lot more. What's that? Sorry. I was going to just say doing exercise that you actually enjoy. Ooh, what's that like? (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
but in general, I mean, like sleep and recovery are universal charges. Like, I don't think there's anybody out there who can't benefit from For sure. a really, really solid, good sleep routine. Yeah. Um, and just getting into any like parasympathetic activities that make sense for you, whether that is like something like breath work or meditation or journaling, anything that like relaxes the nervous system and helps you wind down yeah. could be major charges. Um, so those are all examples, but going through that exercise could be really helpful to look at the current state of your life versus like where you want it to be. So the goal of this exercise would be to kind of like have your T chart and be able to kind of look at it a little analytically and be able to say like, hey, do my drains actually equal my charges? If not, where can I either maximize my charges, add charges or minimize or help support my drains so things do feel a little bit more balanced? Um, or, I mean, you could shoot for the stars and try and have a chart where you had way more charges than drains and having, living a life where you had like your charges are always outweighing your drains. I mean, like, I can't even fathom what that would feel like at this point in my life, but yeah, uh, I'm sure it would feel pretty good. So good. It's important to recognize too, that especially with drains, we're not always going to have the availability to quote unquote, control them or get rid of them completely. So part of implementing charges is to help us manage those drains better, right? And manage that stress better because we have more energy for the inevitable drains that are going to come up. So I can think of parents and taking care of their kids. You know, you don't have an option to just be like, ah, no, I'm going to opt out of this for today. (laughs) Take care of yourself today. Yeah. Or lots of people don't have the same flexibility with work that Mm -hmm. Nicola and I do. Right. So there's some drains that you aren't going to be able to get rid of per se. Um, and working in those charges might be different in terms of the hours that you have in the day, but that's where really building an awareness of the different ways in which you can find those charges, um, finding ones that don't necessarily involve a significant amount of time, um, and reducing some of those other drains that you do have the control over can be really, really supportive. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe the last thought on this exercise is that this would be something not to do just like once and never look at again. It would be something to revisit either like on a weekly, like maybe if you're someone who does like a check-in with a coach, maybe revisiting it there. And for us, I mean, like we will gladly help clients like input some of this week to week and reflect on their, where their drains and charges and the status of their energy each week. Um, but do that on a fairly regular basis, whether that's weekly, monthly, whatever that looks like for you to just kind of take stock of where you're at sometimes day to day. I think we can kind of like feel frenzied or lose that connection to like our overall energy. And then all of a sudden we're feeling burnt out and we're like, how the fuck did that happen? Um, So this kind of helps you be a little bit more present and engaged in your personal energy. And then lastly, I think just recognizing that some of your drains and charges can change something that might've been a charge for you. So say moving into a calorie deficit was a charge initially because it got you excited about your goals. Um, you were excited about changing your body composition, but if you stay in that calorie deficit too long and start to see some of the negative consequences of that, like it's become a drain and it's time to move away from that. And so do recognize that not all your drains are going to remain drains and not all of your charges are going to stay charges. Yeah. They can definitely go back and forth. I think we've probably both experienced having like training be a real big charge mm-hmm. until it isn't. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, I got to take a step back from this because it's becoming too much or even just mentally taking up too much space and capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
be aware of those kind of things. When that happens too, I think there's some like feelings of like ambivalence or like even just like some shame around that at times, because especially if you're in a place where you are feeling super depleted and you're trying to implement these things that used to be a charge and they just like, aren't working anymore. You know, it sucks. It's really shitty because you're like, well, fuck, I worked so hard to like have these, this structure and have all these tools. And now I'm fucking doing the tools and they're not working. And you just like fall into this like spiral of like, am I just like doomed to feel like poop forever? You know? Um, so that's where revisiting this and also being open to trying new things, um, and moving away from like your tried and true charges can be really, really helpful, whether that's getting yourself in a new environment, um, like exploring some sort of like support with coaching or therapy, um, you know, I can't worse for some people right just doing less. Yeah. Like maybe if you're someone who constantly says yes to things and takes on new projects, tasks, or programs, like maybe for you, a charge would be to just have some space where you're not actually focusing on a certain thing. Yeah. I think too, when we talk about like our world loves productivity. Our world also loves personal development, but personal development usually means taking on something new. And while like, we're all for that, and we're not going to say that we don't um, like commend people who are working on those things. It is also a great to be like in personal development maintenance Mm -hmm. where you've like learned something new, you've grown in a new way. And now you get to like sit and enjoy that work for a while um, enjoy the improvements or the changes that you made and recognize that like you might need some time just to like feel comfortable in that zone or that domain before you do feel comfortable taking on something else. Yeah. Yeah. Or learning something else or just like getting more information coming in. Mm-hmm. I mean, we see that in nutrition all the time where people have done like every single nutrition course ever available and they're like, but I still don't feel good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, um, I mean, that could be an episode all in its own of like, we have where we have information available to us everywhere coming in mm-hmm. multiple different outputs. And it's really easy to get like stuck in the cycle of consuming, um, and not allow ourselves time to like sit with it and understand like how that actually integrates with like our lives. Yeah. Um, yeah. It makes me think of that one, um, kind of like coaching inquiry we had a while ago that was like, I have done this diet and this diet and this diet, and I've changed this and this and this and this, and I've done this and this and this and this. And And they listed like literally every kind of like fad diet imaginable. I hadn't even heard of. Tons we hadn't even heard of. And (laughs) was like, why am I still not losing weight? And I think your response was, have you, and I hate, like I'll preface this with, I I hate when people say, have you tried? Because like, fuck you. Um, (laughs) But I think the message back was, what if you spent some time just like enjoying your life? Yeah. I, I think I, like, <laughs> I was pretty reactive in that. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I said like, have you tried like not losing weight for a while and seeing what happened? Yeah. Like, like what that. would happen if all of that energy you spent like trying out new diets and changing like your whole world and just like made some small tweaks to your day to day and worked on enjoying things a little bit more. Yeah. I didn't get a response back. <laughs> Yeah, probably not. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that one. That's so funny. But I mean, sometimes like people 
aren't ready for coaching. Sometimes people mm-hmm. literally just need to chill or make some peace with themselves or figure out like where their energy would truly be best served. For sure. Because energy is precious. It is so precious. Okay. So main takeaways for today, um, this focus on energy management over time management can be really, really supportive. Cause like I said, time management means shit. If we don't have the energy to do the things that we are blocking that time for. <laughs> yeah. Um, How many times have I mapped out content creation and been like, but I can't think yeah. of anything because I'm so tired. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, this is like us preaching to the choir. Do as we say, not as we do. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, and then just a reminder to, if you're using the strains and charges exercise, make sure you're constantly evaluating. Um, so going back through and really just building that awareness of what is truly draining versus charging for you. Um, and hopefully this is a tool that you can take with you moving forward to support your own energy management. Yeah. 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 Okay, should we end with fuck yes and fuck no? Yes. Any idea? You know what I thought of this before? And I was like, well, I've got one. And you know what? It's gone. Oh, I have um, one. Okay. You My go. fuck yes is that we painted- She's literally our- pumping her arms right now <laughs> in like fist bumps. We painted our upstairs this weekend. <laughs> yeah. And it was like brown and like red. Like, you know, that like that red bad. from like the fucking early 2000s, that was, yeah. or maybe the 90s, Friends, I don't it know. It was bad. It was so bad. And now it's like this like off-white gray color and it just like is so beautiful. And I like organized my office and I think that that is a drain. I mean, a charge into um, a charge for me is cleaning up my like external environment and having a oh, space huge. where I feel like safe in. Mm-hmm. that's a big charge so that's yeah. my fuck yes is painting your house if you're debating painting do it this is your sign <laughs> do it yeah. yeah a nice new like fresh coat of paint can go a long way and I think like we're so well most of us at least are so affected by our environments that being in a space that you actually enjoy is so nice and you kind of forget like just how shitty it feels to be in like a drab or unsupportive yeah. feeling space even That's like huge. even moving furniture around like yeah. if you have a home office and you like haven't been feeling excited to work like you can even try moving your furniture around in there or like going to a coffee shop to work for a while or something you know mm-hmm. like sometimes just having something fresh can help spark that creativity again or whatever yeah or even just doing a little rage cleaning that always makes yeah. me feel better <laughs> you do that a lot I do it's fun um, yeah. okay well fuck no then is a fuck no I'll tell you what a fuck no is when my mom makes something super delicious like she made these pumpkin muffins on the weekend and I was like oh my god like these are amazing what is the recipe and she goes well I'm not really sure I just threw a bunch of things together like what so she took a recipe and then gave it to me she was like you can copy this out use it as like the base of yours but like I barely used it like I switched some things like instead of like butter she uses oil instead of like a flour she uses something a different kind of flour anyways (laughs) I can't repeat the deliciousness of the recipe if she doesn't know what it was that's sad it's one of those things where I think that's why our culture like 
as it's been created sucks so much is because we miss out on like all of those like intergenerational skills and recipes and knowledge because my grandma does the same thing she is an amazing cook but she has no recipes for anything and so when we're like well how do you make your cinnamon buns bless her heart she literally made them and wrote out everything she does and puts in them and then gives it to my brother and I and she's like here's the recipe but I don't think they're that good when I make them and had to write it out they didn't turn out as good so I was like what it was too structured yeah because she said oh bless her heart she was like stressing out because she's like I needed to get it perfect but I knew that when I do it I don't do it like this right (laughs) that's so funny we miss out on all those like really wonderful recipes because like we just don't engage like that anymore and I mean maybe some families do and if you do like hold on to that because there's a lot of information and like family knowledge that we've missed out on for sure a process yeah I uh, my grandma is she does pierogies is my grandma's thing and so but I'm pretty sure she has a recipe but she like won't give us the recipe she wants us to go so she can like teach us because we used to help her when it's great we used to help her when we were kids but like I don't remember all I did was sit on the tape on the island and cut circles no (laughs) cut circles with like we use like a cup oh yeah cut the circles and then roll balls but I was never allowed to like close them because I wouldn't like squeeze it enough and then they'd always pop your chubby little fingers yeah get all those little tiny like Uh, chubby kid fingerprints yeah have a very specific look so cute the filling is so good though that's hilarious because I actually don't like pierogies at all they would be on my fucking list yeah are you serious even cheddar ones oh definitely cheddar ones oh my god my grandma makes cheddar ones they're so good brandon's family's ukrainian so they eat a lot of pierogies like my grandma is semi-ukrainian so like she cooks like that a lot too and i'm like "Mm, it can be for everybody else not for me wow that's so depressing oops okay so depressing (laughs) yeah i'm sad (laughs) And they gotta be good pierogies yeah one of your drains is no pierogies yeah okay well that got off topic really quickly rapidly wrap that up yeah yeah we're gonna close it up today so thank you for listening as always if you want more from us you can follow us over at sarah cod fit at nicholas spencer and at paradigm nutrition underscore on the gram um you can hit up the website for some freebies we've got some blog posts up there and that's pretty much it that's pretty much it we've got a coaching promo to come in a few months and look out for that and a new program that's that's down the road a little bit (laughs) it's already almost november (laughs) no it's november okay moving on (laughs) thanks everyone for being here and we will see you next episode Bye. Bye. Bye.